Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to DeGrante's Views and News. With me, I have a very special guest. All my guests are very special, so if you hear me say that a lot, I mean it. Nobody can introduce this person better than he can introduce himself. Rajan, introduce yourself, please. Uh, my name is Rajan Lewis. I am the host, um, creator, and founder of Real Talk with Rajan. Um, I also have, also have an anchor channel as well called Real Talk with Rajan. I also have a Facebook Live show, which broadcasts Sunday nights from 7 to 8 o'clock on our Facebook Live. I also have All a right. page, Facebook Live. I'm a mentor, teacher, um, father of five, happily married, husband of one, and uh, I love life. Love life. Now, normally when I do my show, I have a show dialogue. I normally do a top ten and everything. But with you, we're just going to, you know, play it by ear. Because anytime that you and I get a chance to talk, we don't need dialogue, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So one thing I do want to ask you is who are you listening to right now? Right now, if I were to turn on music, and right now, I mean, I'm studying for a play right now, so I listen, I'm listening to a lot of plays and, and books. But uh, if I were to turn on music right now, it would definitely be 444, Hove, um, Kendrick Lamar, probably Logic, maybe uh, some uh, J. Cole. That's, that's really what I'm listening to right now. And you said you said you're in a play. Congratulations on that. You know, one thing that I can always say is you're always on the grind, you know, whether it's promoting yourself or putting yourself out there. And, you know, me being me, I can't be more proud of you than what I already am. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I appreciate give us, it. Give us some insight on the play that you're doing. So the play that I'm in is uh, Fences, which was um, – one of it's a, it's a very famous um, work was on Broadway for very uh, for quite a while when it first got on Broadway. James Earl Jones was the lead, and uh, now and then uh, Denzel Washington brought it back. They brought it back with Denzel Washington as the as the lead, and it and just with Viola won, Davis. And, uh, yeah, Viola Davis just won an Academy Award for for doing the movie uh, with Denzel Washington, with Denzel Washington directed. So we're doing a stage production of it during the uh, Charleston um, Moja Arts Festival, which is a, a um, yearly recurring festival of um, African-American and minority uh, arts that happens down in, down in Charleston, South Carolina. So we're doing four days, 28th uh, September through October 1st, at the, at the historical Dock Street Theater. That's incredible. That's incredible. And how would you get into it, acting and everything um, that is? So I, I, uh, I actually have done several musicals. I sing as well. And uh, one of the ladies, the lady who um, is over, Remnant Productions, who I've done several musicals with, was actually a part of this production, and she called me about the role of, of, of Lion, um, the son of Troy, the main character, um, just because it was something that I was, I didn't have a whole lot of time for, but I, I really, I'm always interested in stretching myself. So she called me and she was like, hey, um, I think I have a role that will be great for you if you come and audition for it. I'd never done a drama before, but I, I auditioned for it, and she, they loved what I did, so they brought me on board as Lion, so I'm really excited about it. And that's amazing. And one question that I always wanted to ask you, and I've known you for years, that I never ask you yeah, is, definitely. how do you find time to do it, especially being a family man? And you're very dedicated to your family. You're dedicated to yeah. your wife. You're dedicated to your work. You're dedicated to helping the community. How do you find the time to do what you do? Well, I, I, I believe that people have time to do what they find time to do. Like if, if you want to do something bad enough, you will make time for it. Um, right. I definitely can tell you that 
it's not an easy thing. There's lots of times where I go without sleep um, because I know something needs to get done. You know, between my mentoring program, teaching, um, as well as being a father of five children and, you know, husband of one wife, like that takes a lot of my time. But when I right. said I wanted to do this play, I meant it, and I, so I put my whole heart into it, and I attached it from that angle. So, you know, we have rehearsals on, on certain days. There are certain days we have rehearsals and I can't make it, but I let them know ahead of time, okay, these are days I have something else going on and I can't make it. They've been really flexible with my schedule, so it hasn't been, it hasn't been as, as much of a pull as it could have been. Right, right. That's that's always incredible. Now let me tell you, let me tell my audience how limited your time is. Now normally when I call sure. Rajan, I always say, "Hey, look, I need about forty five seconds of your time," and I never go over because if he has the forty five seconds, he has the forty five seconds. If not, he doesn't answer the phone, and I respect that. <laughs> Word, I always want to let this guy know how much time of his I plan to borrow, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. I'm actually blessed that you are doing the interview now because, like you said, you're a busy, you're a busy guy. Now, why don't you tell everybody what you do for a living? So I'm a teacher. I teach fifth grade. Um, that's, you know, my job that I do. I've been teaching for my, this is my fourth year of teaching. This is a job that I do that I get paid for. Um, my full-time job that I do that I don't get paid for is I, I'm a program director for a mentoring program called the Distinguished Gentlemen's Club. Um, we work with young men third through twelfth grade in the Tri County area. We currently have about hundred and thirty young men in our program with about fifty one mentors. Um and we're adding people every day. So it 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 takes a lot of time, but it's definitely some of the most fulfilling work I've ever done between the job that I get paid for and the job that I don't get paid for. Um it, it takes a lot of my time. And it's funny mm-hmm. as you were saying about about about, you know, like the the time thing, because I, like when you texted me about the show, I was literally walking out of rehearsal. So I'm, I'm leaving rehearsal, and I'm going to meet my wife at dinner. So we're going to dinner and a movie tonight. Um, so that's, you know, because you got to make time for your family. Like I said, what you, what you make time for is what you have time for. So and it's like I said, I'm not going you know, to run this too long. Oh, no, you're good. I, I got I got plenty of time. I'm, I'm leaving North Charleston heading to Somerville. You know how that goes. And, and here's the thing, though. You say it's a job that you don't get paid for. Well, I would like to disagree. Because you're paid in patience, you're paid in discipline, you're paid in helping out the community. Right. I always say pay is not always monetary. Right. Pay is however you make it. Anytime you see somebody succeed in your program, you've got paid. Definitely. You're getting rewarded. Definitely. So pay yeah. is not always monetary. Yeah, I agree. Totally. No. Totally. <clears throat> One thing that I can always, you know, one thing that I always have my guests do is I want you to tell my audience how you met me and how we started talking. Huh. So I believe that I met you on, you know, I think it was in a sports group. And it was then we in ended up group. talking about, And we ended up talking about music somehow. And be like, hey, I have this group. I want you to come to this hip-hop group and talk about music or whatever. So I hopped in the group and... Honestly, and the interesting thing, so I, I was in the group, and, you know, we would, we would go back and forth every once in a while, and then you guys called me over and you said, hey, we're working on what you call the Hip Hop Shop Awards. The, the group is called the Hip Hop Shop. Um, right. Is the founder, um, the founder uh, him, uh, Cliff, and Mark are the founding, founding fathers of the Hip Hop Shop group. And uh, so I, I, I'm like, okay, cool. These guys are pretty serious about a Facebook group. Like, I was pretty new to Facebook at the time, actually. And... Um, 
I actually was considering getting off Facebook and just using Twitter because I was like, I don't really see the point of Facebook, you know, but the discussion group thing really changed. But anyway, so you called me, say, hey, um, we're working on these hip-hop shop awards. I might like you to come by, talk to us about it, give us your thoughts. So I go by your house, and you guys have this thing all laid out, and we have like four hours of discussion and debate about hip-hop, and I realized that day we were going to be cool. I knew that right. day would be really cool because of the fact that it was like, it was like I had known y'all my entire life. I, I really right. felt like this was only like, I think this was like six years ago probably now. And I yeah, felt like I had known y'all by his entire, entire life. Um, just from that one discussion, just going back and forth, having, you know, having having that kind of dialogue, dialogue with you guys and, and, and being able to kick in and really discuss hip-hop. And I knew what you, you, you could, I could tell that you guys had a real knowledge of what you were talking about and all the respectful knowledge, so. That was awesome. It was really cool to meet you. I think the most valuable thing you got out of that whole discussion is when, right before you went home, I said, hey, look, you really need to listen to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that you said, listen to A. You need to listen to Section 80. And I was like, uh, okay, you know. And then I, I got home, I downloaded it, and I listened to Section 80 maybe five times. And I think I started listening to Section 80 around 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And before I fell asleep, I listened to it about five times. Right, right. Like, without stopping. So, yeah, that that was a day that pretty much changed my hip-hop life, to be honest with you. Um, I, I hadn't been that impressed with hearing somebody's – my first exposure to an artist in that way in quite some time. I can't really think of anybody who, who has ever impacted me instantly as quickly as he did. So, right. yeah, that, that, that was definitely that, my biggest takeaway from that. And one thing that I like doing, you know, for my listeners is normally I say, hey, look, I need your top 10 favorite hip-hop CDs of all time, but you're about to go on a mm-hmm. date with your wife, whatever, whatnot. So I'm not even going to limit you to five. I mean, I'm not going to limit you to maybe 10, maybe five, but I want to limit you to three. Okay. What are your three, three most influential hip-hop CDs? Of all time. All right, so influential or favorite? Because that's two totally different things. Let's do favorite right now. Influential, we could save for another show. All right, my three favorite albums of all time. Hip-hop, right? Right. All right. In My Lifetime, Volume 1, Jay-Z is my favorite, favorite, favorite hip-hop album of all time. I love that album so much. Um, and why for so that? many different reasons. I think you get the best of Jay Z in the house. I think okay. I think that until until we heard four four four, there had never been a uh, there's never been a more personal Jay Z album than Volume One, except for the songs with Puffy on them. Like if you could take those songs out, like that song that album is literally the perfect album. Um, you get songs like Lucky Me, uh, which is my favorite Jay Z song hands down. Um, right. You get songs like Regret, The Evils, like like it runs. Wait, Regret you know and I mean? The like, Evils? I'm going to say Regret and The Evils were on sorry, Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable Doubt. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not Regret and The Evils. I'm sorry. But You Must Love Me, right? Right. Oh, of course. That was his yes. most personal song to date. Okay, right. You Must Before Love Me. anything on and, uh, 444. Yeah, Lucky Me was like, those two are like my favorite songs. And, you know, so many other songs on the album, that's, that's my, that is my favorite um Jay-Z albums, and one of my favorite um, um, hip-hop albums of all time. Can't all right, let me... Uptown, Saturday, Uptown Saturday Night. 
Camp Low. Number two. That is one of my favorite albums to this day. I the most perplexing thing about that album to me though, because at the end, it's not my favorite because like the lyrics. Because I still to this day, at a test, 35 years old, have no idea what they're talking about. So <laughs> I just love that album. I love that album. When I was uh, 13 or 14 years old, that album came out. And me and my homeboys used to walk up and down the street rapping the lyrics, which we still have no idea what they mean. It just, it's the smoothest album. The, the jazz influence on that album is, is bananas. I, I just, I, I, I love it, love it, love it, love it. I mean, and shout out to Ski production-wise. I'm saying, right? Like, up the, like, I love that album. My third favorite album of all, time, of all time, and this is really, I guess it will be a shopping because it's a relatively new album, but I'm going to go with Section 80, Kendrick Lamar, my third favorite album of all time. Let like, me get this straight. Section 80 beat out to Pimp a Butterfly. Because it's the first, it, it, it was the one that, it, it's the first kiss. You know what I mean? It, it's I that first you. time you saw the lady that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. It's that album to me. To me, that's the album. Like, Reasonable Doubt is the album that I fell in love with Jay-Z as an artist. Uh, up top that night is the reason that anytime Camp Lowe drops anything, I will at least listen to it. Right. Section 80 is that album to me with Kendrick Lamar. When I heard Section 80, I said, this kid's going to be around for a long time. It was evident. But Kendrick Lamar, like, but the thing is, that's probably not, it's probably not his best album. His best album is probably The Pimp Butterfly. He's right. But my favorite album, my favorite album is Section 80. Um, right. It, honorable mention. The reason... honorable... Oh, go, no, ahead go ahead with honorable Sorry. mention. No, go ahead with honorable no, mention. Honorable mention. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, Kanye West. And if you heard the show with Ray, we went in on that album. Uh huh. Yeah, the show where me and Ronaldo were together, we went in on that yeah. album because, like I said, in my opinion, it was his best produced. Easily. And on top Easily. of that, this, the subject matter was. It wasn't abrasive, but it wasn't kind. Right. 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 And like I said, I think that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, it was. It was the end of the. It was the end of the Amber Rose era. Amber Rose and oh, so me and my homos just talked about this on Facebook the other day. I'm we listening. were talking about like the curse, the curses, the, the curses of, of of like sports, right? The cur- curses right. of sports and entertainment. And they were talking about Mia Khalifa. If you know who Mia Khalifa is, oh, who are porn star. Um, <laughs> Big shout out to Mia Khalifa. Shout out to Mia Khalifa. We're talking, they're talking about Mia Khalifa is on the same level, curse-wise, as Lil B and Kim Kardashian. And I was like, right. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. One, Mia Khalifa only disses people, um, only only impacts people who jump into her inbox who she doesn't want to holler at. That's the only people that Mia Khalifa gets at. That's when you're she bothered. Kim Kardashian, if you get Kardashian on you, you're not going to make it, bro. It's over. Cancel Chris. Oh, no. Um, and, and Lil B, Lil B, uh, if you put the, the, the base God curse on you, I don't care who you are. It ain't going to happen, bro. He, you're, you're cursed. You're not winning a championship. Right. So my homeboy brought up Amber Rose. And I said, no, 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 my brother, because Amber Rose, if you look at Amber Rose, her track record, when she gets with guys, they elevate. 
That's Tommy true. Tommy Wesson music got better with Amber Rose. What Khalifa music got better with Amber Rose? Right. And now look at Twenty One Savage. I'm saying he's he's going places. I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying Amber Rose is not a curse. So, so shout out to Amber Rose for giving us my beautiful doctor to fantasy. Yeezy Totter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. I'm going yeah. to do a new game with you. All right. All it's right. called four or. And the premise of the game is I'm going to give you a subject between two things, and you got to pick one of them. All right. Okay. Or number one, the blueprint or reasonable doubt. The blueprint is a more complete album. So we pick the blueprint. So I'll go. I'll go with the blueprint because the blueprint. The blueprint. Okay. Though reasonable. In my lifetime, volume one of my favorite Jay Z albums. My second right. favorite Jay Z album is the blueprint. Because you said it's a more complete album, correct? It's a more complete album. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Or number two, Pharrell or Timberland? Pharrell. All right. Okay. Do I get Pharrell at his best? Is it Pharrell at his best or Timberland at his best? Or Pharrell career, Timberland career? Why don't we do at their best? At their best, Timberland. Easy. Okay. At their best, Timberland, Timberland will have you hopping out your car to dance in the middle of the street at his best. All right. I can agree with that. At, 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 Pharrell, at Pharrell's best, he gives you a really groovy song. I mean, you look at Excuse Me, Miss, and I mean, the two blessings, um, the four blessings, excuse me, <laughs> the four blessings that Pharrell did on the Blueprint 2 way outshone Timberland's. No, but. That's not Timberland at his best. That's what you got to remember. That's what you have to remember. Timberland, Timberland, Timberland sound defines an entire four to five year period, bro. So does Pharrell's. No, 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 no. I got to say the <clears throat> name, my brother. Check, check the entire. All right, listen to these artists, okay? You got Genuine, Miss yep. Player. All of these guys came out yep. on Timberland sound. Doing nothing but Timberland music, all right? And Aaliyah. And killed. And these are, and Aaliyah. And, oh my God, I left out Aaliyah. And Aaliyah. And then Timberland went, and of course, you know, I don't like that he went and did this, but he went and it worked on, on, a, on a, In My Lifetime Volume 3. Timberland's music defines an era. Pharrell's music does not define an era. There, there's, no, there's no Pharrell era in music. Pharrell's music Yes, there is. I would, many I would disagree. And even though this isn't my question, I would disagree. Pharrell gave you Shake Your Ass by Mystical. Mystical okay, first that's, that's, number okay. one. Excuse me, right. Miss by Jay Z. But is that the Timberland but would that be the Pharrell era? Would does that song define like does that song you say, Okay, cool. Now I would say yes. And I'll tell you song, why. This song, this song. And right. I'll tell you why. He gave a num um he gave number one hits to Mystical. He gave a number one hit to Fabulous. He gave a you know number two hit to Jay Z. Jay Z didn't hit number one into New York State of Mind. We all know this, <laughs> right? But he was giving number ones out, and then on top of that, he reached his arms and gave number ones to NSYNC, Justin Timberlake. So he reached outside of his boundaries. Yeah, but 
then you have to look at this, though. Timberland produced entire albums that made the number one. That's true. I see what you're saying. Over, over, like, literally, literally over a four- to five-year period. Every genuine album, I think, up until The Light was Timberland produced. Right. And every one knocked. Every single one knocked. If you go and from The Bachelor, go from The, go from the Bachelor to, to um, 100%. Like, all the way through, man. Like, not Missy album. Not Aaliyah album. Not the player, the one player album. Not, and it was all Timberland. He wasn't calling in, hey, guys, I need y'all to. No, no, no. Timberland. Timberland, Timberland, Timberland. And in fact, Timberland did a, 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 a beat battle with a Swiss beat like mm-hmm. a month ago and shredded him. Like, Shredded him. And this like is, beat, you know, way. I give I give credit where credit's due. One of my favorite R and B CDs of the late '90s was Jodeci's "The Show The After Party The Hotel," and what uh-huh. and yeah. people failed to realize is Timberland had Ghost Production. See, yeah, so, we started uh, out with okay. the I get what you're saying, and I can respect you. Tim, I think I, I take Tim. I take Tim like at his best. I at at his best. Nobody. Nobody at their best gets you hopping like Tim. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. Nobody gets you not like out the gate. You hear Tim B, you know it's a Tim B, and you're gonna be bumping to it. But like, he did produce like, you only about, by Nas. Bruh, I'm, I'm even that but even that track no. The song was terrible. The track sold because it was a Tim B. Yeah. Like, I and, agree. Like the track the the song was awful. The track yeah. was bananas though. And, and remember, like Tim was the first one doing those triplets on the on the on the uh, on the on the uh, the boom 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 boom. Like Tim was the first one like mixing those those those, those uh, kicks with the with the snares like that, bro. Nobody was doing high hat. Like he switched the entire game. You know what? I'm I'm actually I'm actually tell you one track, and it had no bass in it at all, and it knocked. Aaliyah's four page letter. Yep. With the cricket. But that was the beat that. That was the beat that set it off, though. That was the, that was the beat that was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Who made this? Who made this? This is the one. Who made this? Like, when I heard Four Page Letter, that's when I became an Aaliyah fan. I didn't even like Aaliyah before, like that, before that album. Four Page Letter, right. because remember, the, um, the um, AD Number the Number album was R. Kelly produced. R. Kelly album. produced. Right. So then... Four Page Letter came out, and it was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What, 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 what just happened? Like, you literally had to stop, and, and your track is just like, oh, my gosh, this track is stupid. This track, that was the one. That was the, that was the beat that was like, hold up. What, 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 what? what I've never heard a beat do this before. And I've never I heard will, a track. Because we were used to that boom, pat, pat, boom, pat. You know what I mean? I will say one thing before we get off this or. I don't care what anybody says. Aaliyah's Are You That Somebody? That beat with uh-huh. the babies cooing and everything in the back? Uh-huh. Come on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come it's, on. Hey, yo, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, bro. Like, like I'm just saying, like, that, like, and that's what I'm saying. That's Timberland at his best. Timberland at his best changes the entire landscape of music. Right. At his best. Pharrell at his best is really, really groovy, and you can get jazzy. A, a jazzy song that you want to like, you you're gonna get sounds. You're gonna groove with it. You're gonna like it. But it's not. Yeah, he made two it's step music. Four. It's not. It's not. Who who made that? Yeah. It doesn't make it. Who made this beat? 
Wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't say that, though, because he made the beat I, to grind it. Uh, but that's not a Pharrell beat, though. Like, it is. It's a Pharrell beat, but it's not, it's not, it's not a, a quintessential Pharrell beat. Okay. I you know what I'm saying? saying? If, like, like, Pharrell, like, if you were to say, hey, I want a beat that defines Pharrell's sound, you're not going to put on grinding. That's true. That's what right, I'm saying. Got, you put on a, you more put a beat that defines that defines Timberland sound, you're going to run four page letters. You okay, run, that's true, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? All right. Oh, man, I got sorry. Two more questions I didn't the, realize I liked him that much. I got two more questions in the Or series, all right? All right, all right cool. I, that, those are my two, and I got to go, go after that. All right, no problem. Charlotte or Atlanta? All right. Charlotte or Atlanta? Charlotte. All right. Last one. Eva Longoria or Eva Mendez? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Eva Longoria is short. She is. She's really, really short. And right. Eva Mendez is not as short. No. So I guess I'll go with I mean, they're both really beautiful Latino women, and I have a great appreciation for both. I think Eva, Eva, Eva Longoria, yeah. I think so. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't just say, I'm going to just go ahead and say severe. I'm Sophia Vergara. You, you know I wanted to say that. Like, I wanted I know to you say did. that, but that wasn't the option. I'm trying to stay within the rules of the game. I'm trying to play fair. Listen, if you want to go ahead and cheat on one, go ahead and cheat on one. Yeah, it, 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 would, it, would, it, would, be, it would definitely be Sophia Vergara. It, it wouldn't be close. If, if you were to do Sophia, there's not a whole lot of people that you could throw in the list and then say Sophia Vergara, and I don't take Sophia Vergara. I got you. I got you. But, Rajan, thank you so I don't know. But thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on here. It it means a lot to me. Word, man. And tell, tell, people how they can find, tell people how they can find um, your anchor and Real Talk with Rajan. I can't even speak right now. Real Talk with Rajan. So, yeah, so uh, – if you are looking for me on Anchor, I, it is Real Talk with Rajan on Anchor. I'm also, I also have the podcast on Apple, um, on an Apple Play. So if you if you are on a iTunes, go to my, my podcast on Real, Real Talk with Rajan on the podcast as well. Um, I'm uploading episodes as I as they come. Uh, my my passion project that I'm really working on is the Real Talk with Rajan Facebook Live Show. We broadcast every Sunday. Um, on Facebook Live, you can look at, look me up, Real Talk with Rajan. That's R-E-Z-S-A-U-N, R-E-Z-S-A-U-N. That would be a good chance. Um, on, on our Facebook Live, Sunday night at 7 o'clock, if you miss it, you can find my YouTube channel, Real Talk with Rajan on YouTube, uh, and we also replay everything um, throughout the week. Um, this week we actually have an all-male panel talking about relationships and fatherhood, which I'm really excited about. We'll be recording it Sunday night at the Wild Wing Cafe in North Charleston. So if you're just in the area and you want to meet the guy who's behind the mic, holler at me, man. No problem, man. Thank you so much for coming on. No, no problem. You know what it is. All right, guys. And we're going to close out. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Peace. Peace.